3: welcome to the my old oh man said podcast a bit of extra for you a bit of a bolt-on show to the main show so if you want the full experience do make sure you listen to episode 232 as well this is more straight-up reaction we just had to didn't we to the leicester victory joining me to discuss the drama of that mr chris bird mr phil shaw welcome gents hello sir what an hello. evening that was hello hello are you still buzzing, Phil Shaw? I am still buzzing. It's <laughs> a very unlike me. <laughs> this is <laughs> the happiest Phil sure has felt probably in the last 20 years. As rare as a Bertrand Triori finish. These fan consultation group meetings, they're, they're not wasted. When I offered to pay, <laughs> when I said to Purslow, look, we're looking a bit thin. You're getting rid of things. We're looking a bit thin. Look, I'll offer to pay for Bertrand Torre to fly back from Turkey. What do you think? He said, well, it's not coming out of my pocket. And I said, I'll I'll cover it. Don't worry, Christian. I'll cover it. Uh, got a good investment there, didn't I? Yeah. He, he said, it. if Bertrand Torre scores a winner, I'll, I'll give you double your money back. So uh, there you go. Double your outlay. So thank you very much. That may be true. That may not be true. Great victory. It, it was brilliant. The old Villa of old, you beat Chelsea, and then you kind of undermine the efforts of that by flunking the easier game that follows it. But in this case, we knew it wasn't going to be easy, and there was drama, even when we thought we'd pulled it out of the bag and got the winner. There was drama with the the VAR incident,
0: a perfect uh, Tuesday night evenings football by all accounts. Just a great game of football in general, especially the first half. I thought it was a a cracking game from both sides. Yeah, and to to, to to snatch it at the death and win it in the manner we did and and the style we did. Like What a a way to win it. Brilliant. And and Emery also vanquished another
3: curse of ours, which is finishing off teams
1: with 10 men. Yes. Yes. Exactly what I was going to say, yeah. I mean, the difference in playing against 10 men from previous villas that we've seen, it was patient, and then when patient wasn't working... Were three sort of
3: it was random under the mix, yeah. <laughs> unpredictables, more like expendables. <laughs> Take it from the top. Now, Bud is is been trying to be negative uh, since Match Club. He's been analysing Wendy's control and through ball to Watkins for the first goal. He's coming up with conspiracy theories that he it was a blatant handball.
1: <laughs> you, well, <laughs> you've seen them given,
3: <laughs> no,
1: against Villa. Yeah, I'm afraid I'm in the same camp as well. As soon as that happened, I went, oh no, that's going to be a handball. But it kind of it looks like it's bicep, isn't it? And I don't know where that falls on the
0: shirt, sleeve... I think it's all right, isn't it? But you've seen them give him So
1: uh, just to
3: paint the picture, ball comes through to Buendia just inside his own half, or is it it's around the Louise halfway pass, line? It?
0: Look, yeah, Louise rifles it in. It sort of bounces up slightly, and Wendell, uh, you
3: know, first touches with his arm. Shall we say? Leans,
0: in, leans into it. I think is the polite way yeah. to put it.
3: Lefts his arm and leans in, but does control the ball with his arm essentially. Oh, flawlessly, <laughs> flawlessly, and then threads the ball through. What a ball! Perfectly weighted. Oh, and the and finish. You think it's, there's too much for Watkins to do because there's two men there, the keeper's coming out. But Watkins is really, he is probably uh, as good as any striker in terms of getting something out of the lost cause, in terms of running down the lost cause, never giving up. That is one attribute that
1: elevates him above many a striker.
0: Yep. And when he gets there, it's a great finish.
1: Yeah, you look at that finish, and it's not as, as simple as it first seems. There's no, there's no angle to just sl- slot it past the goalkeeper. He actually has to put it wide of the goalkeeper, but not put too much on it to let the momentum of the ball and the roll of it just sort of like carry it into the net. So it's almost like you'll see a replay from behind the net on it. It's just, it's a great finish.
0: It yeah. reminded yeah, me actually of goals of a very few, well quite a while ago now of like sort of Dean Saunders used to score. Goals like that, we'd nip in ahead of the defender yeah. and just slip it past the goalie. Real, what you'd call a striker's goal.
3: Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And it's his sixth in uh, consecutive away games, which is pretty useful. At, pretty useful. <laughs> when you consider how much of a dumpster fire we were on the road before Emery arrived. Well, windless, And people were calling, calling for... Watkins to be binned as well. I mean, I put out an article because people were like saying, we need a 20-goal striker, 20-goal Premier League striker. And, you know, looked into this. I couldn't find any 20-goal strikers that weren't playing for like the top four. Looked at the last three seasons and basically said, well, Ings and Watkins, probably the best strikers out there that we could actually get and,
0: uh, you know, just hold in there. And here we are. And there's only, there's only two other strikers in the league who've scored 10 or more in three consecutive seasons. They go by the name of Harry Kane and Mo Salah.
3: Yeah, and that was pretty much my findings <laughs> in like... terms of who was scoring the goal. There's not that many twenty goal strikers and the only ones there are are the, you know, the real main men that Villa will never buy off, you know, Liverpool or Spurs or, or
1: whatever. Yeah, and Harry Kane and Mo Salah aren't gonna do the job for a team that Watkins does for Villa. Yeah. No, agreed, yeah.
3: So uh, we always had the man. It was like many of our players. Uh, I mean, I I wrote uh, in that BBC column about McGinn, how this winning run now, which extends to six games, uh, McGinn's probably had his best form for Villa in in the Premier League. And you could say exactly the same. And I'm talking about consistency across those kind of five or six games. Douglas Louise, Mings. I haven't seen a mistake from Mings
0: uh, during this period that I can remember. It was kind of nearly one against Leicester, but it was only. It was kind oh, of a so lax negative. Little bit so play, ne- Your negative days but, are over. But his actual defending
3: is brilliant. Konza as well, Louise, and McGinn are uh, examples of players that have found a consistency, albeit only these six games that they perhaps haven't found under Villa man- other Villa managers before, and
0: it's uh, it's helped us big time in that respect. Cohesive system. They all know their role. As they've all said, You know, every time these guys are interviewed, we know our role. We've got all the detail. We know what we're meant to be doing. Louise looks, since he signed his new contract, he's one of our best players. McGinn looks, he's playing, I think you said it, David, uh, either on Twitter or on a pod. I can't remember where it was. It's just that like he's playing, sorry, it was in your BBC article. He's playing some of the best football he's played at Villa, especially since we've been promoted.
3: But yeah, so we, we were talking about Watkins and Watkins, it was, it was just defining his role. He, he was doing too yeah. much, I think, at times for Villa up yeah, front. Just get because in the box and score goals. that was my argument to the the naysayers about Watkins. I said, well, he does a lot. And the problem is he does too much. That's why he perhaps doesn't, you know, get on the end of things as much as he should do. But now there's more players doing that, and there's well, there's actually a system that's making the team fill in what Watkins was having. You know, he was basically the, you know, the water carrier, wasn't he? he had us all on his sh- all our attacking endeavours on his shoulders. But now he can just uh, get on with uh, his main job, which should be scoring. And we're in a situation where under Emery we scored every game. So as somebody pointed out, a match. Club, it's simple
1: maths to beat us. You've got to score two at least. Yeah, the only team in the football league to have scored in every game this year. We're the best,
3: (laughs) 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 but we're not getting ahead of ourselves. We were in Match Club, though. Let's not forget. If you're not a Mayo Man said member, what are you doing with your life? You should have been in Match Club. Belter tonight, during and after the game. And if you are a Mayo Man said member and you haven't signed up for Match Club and it's part of the membership deal, get on it. I will be sending a, a, a Patreon message around just to give you the, all, all the full details once again, just as a reminder. Sorry, going back to the game. We weren't ahead for you know, shades of the, uh, the Villa Park game against Leicester. Go ahead, but within a blink of an eye about 10-11 minutes later Harvey Barnes great first touch basically <sighs> takes Brilliant Ashley job. Young out of the game uh, instant reaction from some people oh Young is too old he's lost his pace no 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 that puts some credit on Barnes's shoulders there because that first touch gets him in front of Young to the extent that he's neutralised him and by the way you know you only have to go back to uh, Villa Park Manchester City versus Villa De Bruyne had a yard or two head start on Young and Young took him out perfectly so it's not as if Young is you know on the wane just because he's old it's just a lazy observation that one
0: credit has to go to Barnes there for fashioning that goal well he's strong he's quick gets into position and then he's done half of the job. Yeah. Then then he's got a finish and it's just its not much to aim at. And it's postage stamp territory and it's just a brilliant finish. You kinda of, you, you can't not hold your hands up and go, yeah. yeah, great goal. Considering they'd had a big chance earlier in the game and fluffed their lines Massive completely from chance the corner. The, yeah.
3: the header was I um, mean the guy couldn't believe it. Well done to him. He escaped. He was he was free in his run and he probably couldn't believe it where Yeah. When the ball landed on his head.
1: and I think, it, I think we, he might actually have been Watkins' man because Watkins was off after the two of them collided yeah, on um, the free kick. Yeah, so Watkins yeah. was just coming back onto the pitch. As I said in Match
3: Club, we were getting, I mean, this is before Watkins scored. Watkins was down injured. And you thought actually we're you know we're all here feeling giddy about our chances of you know running down the European places and everything, but actually we're still quite brittle because if we lose Watkins, just talking about the importance of Watkins uh, seconds ago, if we lose him, then it really we're compromised because there only other person that you would expect to uh, fill the gap would be Duran, although we have obviously discovered our true number nine uh, against Leicester, old Bertie, he he would probably take over now, but without Watkins, you you lose so much of. Villa's potency against any team so we have to be careful not to get too uh, ahead of ourselves because if he gets injured we've got we've got problems I mean luckily he's got a reasonably good record in terms of uh, the amount of games he plays but it was food for thought and then he scored which just compounded the fact that you know of how important he is at the moment in terms of being very key to that statistic that under Emery we've scored in every game but at
0: 1-1 you weren't confident about winning this no well, it was, it was a very competitive game, wasn't it? Really. You know, Leicester were kind of... Uh, they played exactly as I thought they would, if I'm honest, because you, you always think when a manager gets sacked, the players are going to have a bit of a reaction. And they ran hard and they pressed hard and they were organised and they made it difficult for Villa. And then in the first half, especially, they, they caused us some problems. I think second half, we, 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 it was, the game became a bit stodgy. I can't think of a better word, so apologies to use the word stodgy. but I mean, it lacked (laughs) lacked sort of a, a flow and it was probably Villa's game to control, but we didn't really control it until they went down to 10 men. We hadn't made those big chances really, I think, had a couple of sort of openings, it was a couple of good balls into the box, but neither keeper actually had a lot to do in the second half really. Yeah. It was hard to describe the start of the second half. It was like a local it's like the first, it was almost like the kickoff of a local derby or something. Lots going on, but nothing really no finite. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. Nothing no highlights really. Yeah. And it and it really took that sending off to really shake up the direction of this game. You know, it's, it's their fault for having double barrel named players really. <laughs> Jewsbury Hall, two yellow cards within the space of what, six minutes?
0: Yeah, yeah. quick. And they were they were kind of just silly ones, really. You know, the second one, you think, well, you're always going to get a booking for that when you're already on a yellow. But at that point, before his red
3: card, what was your feeling about this resort? I was thinking, yeah, it could be a one-aller. It's probably mm-hmm. Leicester
0: are happy with a draw, Villa yeah. will reluctantly take Villa it unless were we can. Slowing the tempo him. down. They, they seem to be. We were trying to control the game. I think I think first half... It's not as if we were des- we were going desperately for the win, put it that way. No, I think Leicester probably learned in the second half. First half, they gave it a good go going forward and they tried to be proactive, but they were giving Villa lots of room to play. Like, you know, McGinn, Buendia, Louise in the middle all had space to play through the lines. And then when they did, the out ball was always Moreno, who I thought had a brilliant first half. He good had a player. good game in general. Just a cracking player, but, you know, his touch, his control, his balance, the way he carries the ball, you really yeah. trust him to make things happen. It was on the other side, bless him. Bailey had quite a difficult night and obviously his, it was his replacement who uh, delivered the killer. The legend. But <laughs> the legend, yeah, but I thought Moreno was excellent I thought McGinn again just controlled the game for us, gave us that bite and power. I mean, in a, in a 1v1 battle, you know, Madison against McGinn, there's only ever going to be one winner there and it's McGinn.
2: Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery at participating restaurants. 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. dot com.
0: Physically,
3: going back to the 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 70th minute turning point, that red card. I, I was I was thinking, this, yeah, this could be that after the Lord Mayor's show, after yeah. the Lord
0: Mayor's show, a little bit, yeah,
3: yeah, but then. Suddenly your ear, you know, your your eyebrows twitched, your ears tweaked when uh Dewsbury Hall went off and you thought, okay, we're not very good against ten men, but there's a real opportunity here. Yeah.
1: And mm-hmm. we we
3: struggled. I mean, fair play to Leicester. You know, they took well, off Hardy. They, the they, well. they doubled down and they were looking good. But then it was time to bring on the expendables, really, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> time. If all if all fails, if you're in trouble, bring on the expendables. Yeah. Bring bring on
0: Renegade.
1: But that's the thing. It wasn't. It wasn't just you know trying the same thing over and over again. It was like right. This is it. Last throw of the dice on, on the comp because many times we've seen Villa against just to
3: pre Sorry, just to preface it, Duran came on for Ramsey uh, with about eleven minutes to go. That was the first uh, change, and then six minutes later, then it was like right,
1: real. Who have we got on the bench? Just put them on. <laughs> See. The sentinel off it really changed the mentality of Leicester completely because up until that it was it was very much a fifty fifty game for all you know Villa's having a bit more quality you know sort of trying to control the pace of the game Leicester still thought they ne- they needed to win this game they were still trying to win this game that really sort of like that just took the wind out of their sails completely and it was park the bus time so I was pretty confident after the red card the Villa weren't going to lose it but I, yeah. I, wasn't sure that they were going to be able to break them down
3: so Lucas Dean came on Chambers came on Truro came on for Bailey Young and uh, Moreno and the, the goal came I mean out of the blue because completely Villa had broke down in attack and Leicester were then trying to play it out the back and you know this is well front uh, well in front of their 18 uh, yard line and then uh, a straight pass Truro just latched onto it hits it first time beauty <sighs> what a goal yeah. keeper off the line Whips it. it top corner, unbelievable! Great celebrations as well. This is a man who can probably compile His the, great, reel for the, the greatest, greatest compilation <laughs> of absolute <laughs> cracking random goals of probably any Villa in Villa player in the history of of, of our club.
1: He's the only player on that pitch that could have scored that goal. He's, he's
3: got like yeah. a, a wide spectrum of just some of the goals are like you've never seen them before, like in in the history of football. He's he's got a unique. Uh, approach to the game and it, it, it was always you know it was a wise move to bring him back just to put him on the bench because we had a thinned bench but he was actually somebody who can do things.
0: Yeah and do the confidence something. he's going to take from that and the fact that you know that you, know, you saw the celebrations after the match where the, the teammates are really making a big deal of him. Yeah. That'll just it's like a shot in the arm for him isn't it thinking oh actually I belong here again and yeah. the players want me here the fans want me here and you know there's, there's guys who've been consistent throughout the season who haven't had as you know, this, the name sung like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, we, I mean, we, we, within a few
3: days, we've had McGinn score his first goal of the season, Truré, and this is what you need. need players starting to get their, you know, real shots yeah, of confidence, confidence going into a real
0: interesting period this season I, I think even... they all just they all believe don't they we've said this so many times about that belief and momentum is so important and the fans are starting to believe yeah we're on a journey with this we, we can really enjoy this adventure for the end of the season the players clearly are the fact that Troy Ray can come off the bench cold having not really played much football as he since he's come back yeah and just go oh, I'm just gonna pull this one out of the bag whack great goal
3: but it wasn't over now oh no it wasn't oh, over good lord was it <laughs> I didn't know. I, I thought they scored, and then I thought the ref was giving them a penalty. And I was thinking, well, well why is he overruled that? didn't realize the ball actually didn't go in. And then I saw the the replay. You're thinking, well, that's not a penalty. What's, what, what's the is ref the giving way that foul for? Way, all day what's, long. What's
1: he what's he giving it for? I can't wait that one out. That would have been probably if that had a stood, that would have been probably one of the worst decisions I've ever seen. That yeah. would have been up yeah, yeah, with the Crystal Palace sort of lounge regal real out
3: because it it was blatantly the wrong decision but you saw him when he was watching it on that monitor and all the Leicester fans behind that monitor giving him shit he looked at it he looked at it and he, he, you could see he's made up his mind after the second look but he looked again and he looked again and as he walked away he looked again as he was yeah. walking away just he, to be 100% sure but he knew after the second look but then it was like I'm going to you know just when he was walking around he's was looking over his shoulder at the at the
0: replay just to make sure I wouldn't do it in, in his defence in the, in the sort of the heat of the battle it all happens quite quickly so you see their guy go over you see Watkins on the floor you think oh he must have just pulled him back but luckily um, but it's VAR know, common sense working prevailed. as it should do
1: yeah yeah.
3: and that is it's a clear example of why there should be VAR but the application you know across seasons has been terrible but this was an example of why it
0: should happen and I i can't remember certainly in a Villa game it's very seldom isn't it when the ref goes to the video screen that it will overrule his original decision which probably shows how mm, obvious it was. But it's uh, very Normally, normally if they're
3: told to go they're, there,
0: they're giving a penalty, aren't they?
3: They're they're normally going to overturn the decision if they're told to go to that screen. It's very yeah.
0: rarely that they look at the screen and then don't overturn that decision. Yeah, that's what I mean. Normally, it would be they would they would go to the screen to give a penalty. Normally, it's like if they go to the screen, they're giving a penalty. This was the opposite. I haven't seen that before, where they're going. Actually, it's, they're using it in the negative, which is good for Villa.
3: Well, I don't know. All, all I know is normally they, they're only going to the screen to overturn whatever
1: decision that's you know currently in play. I can't believe a referee gives that if he's not sure because there's no way he can be sure about anything from that model that happened. The easy thing for a referee to do there is give nothing and let VAR tell him to go over and give it if if, if necessary. But for him to actually just go, no, that's a penalty. Is it really? Go to the screen. No, it's not.
3: Well, one one thing that has been completely missed uh, by this whole vast situation was it was a great piece of defending by Watkins. Yeah, to get his body in front of the man. Yeah, and he get was trying to shepherd there. it
1: out, but then he gets shoved over.
3: So centre forwards backs to the wall. It's it's what we like to see. Everybody working uh, in every area of the pitch. I mean, overall, it was a bit like the flip of the Chelsea game, where we had sixty-five percent of the possession, but obviously that changed because uh, of the ten men situation. But it was kind of even in the first half; it was very even in terms of uh, the stats. Uh, obviously, the ten men thing kind of bloated it in our uh, favour ultimately. But the ultimately, it was those three points were massive because you know when we we're one 0 up, we looked at the table and we're in seventh, and you th- you're thinking, well, hang on a minute we actually win this this will be a real it's like a turbo boost up the the league table you see that Chelsea and Liverpool doesn't look like it's going anywhere and then you're realizing that hey actually we can be above Liverpool and uh, at the weekend Liverpool have got to play Arsenal so if we beat Forest we could have a two game two result advantage over them and we've already got that over Chelsea. So that's a nice buffer because our last five games are going to be tough as hell. But in the next four games,
0: we could really uh, put a path to Europe down mm-hmm. potentially. And essentially just put pressure on teams. You know, we don't, we're still not going into this period with expectation, but why not give it a heck of a go and, and make these you know, bigger teams, or s- supposedly bigger, better teams, your Liverpools, your Chelsea's, et cetera, and make them. Be under pressure in
3: terms of difficulty. I mean, Brighton are 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 the the kind of thorn in our side because we're two points off them, but they've got two games in hand. Yep. And you know, they're under Emery. After the top two, we've got the third best record since Emery's come in. But uh, the next place is below us: fourth, fifth, or Brighton and Brentford, and they're pretty much on our level. And and. Imagine being their fans and experiencing what we've been experiencing over the last few months. Mm -hmm. They're pretty much on a par, so that's going to be interesting. But the the great thing is about this season, the end of it, is we've got to still play Brentford, Fulham, Brighton. So that will sort out a certain position. But those teams between third and fifth that are all on 50 points, we've got to play all those as well. Newcastle, Tottenham, Manchester United. So if we do go crazy, everybody stays fit we could you know make some serious dents in this table bottom line wherever we finish we'll probably go a long way to deciding who finishes in the champions league places out of those three teams right and europe in general because you know we're going to be a tough nut to crack for all of those three teams they'll look at us and go "Mm, this is going to be a tough one to get three points from yeah agreed which is the way we like
0: it that's the way we want it yeah, you want to be in the you want to be in the mix. You want to be competitive, don't you? And
3: well, no, you just you want people to to th- consider you a tough day at the office.
1: Yep. Yeah, because it changes their outlook and get in the games against you as well. They they make plans against you rather than you know just rocking up. Oh, Villa Park's a lovely place to play, isn't it? You always get three points. Here. That's what Gary Neville always said, isn't it? So you you yep. want teams to actually dread.
3: Yeah, think about how we play rather than just you know as long as we play well, we'll beat Villa. Yeah. Now,
0: teams have to find ways of stopping us. It's exciting. I mean, but you can't stop us. No. I've been reluctant <laughs> to, to say it, but I'm going to probably say it on this one that the way the season's playing out, you can see that go, going into that Brighton game with something to play for, which is a novelty. We know we were, we were talking about it in Match Club that it's been rare for Villa in in a long time to actually to be getting into April, being in a business end of the table and actually having something to play for in the league. Not you know, you've had cup runs before and stuff, but to actually be right in the mix going. Bloody hell! We can actually achieve something here if we if we keep this up, knowing that if we don't, I don't think any be anybody will be angry. But it's just just to have the opportunity come the last few weeks of the season to actually go, wow, we can actually do something here. This is great. As I said in Match Club, I think we're very close to achieving
3: what we wanted to do, which was finished top half and be ready for next season, where we start with a clean palette. And if we continue the kind of form we're in, then you know we're not talking about just you know seventh eighth where you know sixth we can really uh, make a dent on those let's say higher places we've got every chance because there's still teams in transition we can take advantage of that but we're in a situation where we're actually just suddenly found a like a bonus period that actually we didn't expect to be here but uh, let's have a go and see if we can pick up some bonus european prizes here exactly make hay while the sun shines exactly absolutely right we could talk for hours, but I want to get this out quick. Yep. And i uh, got to look for my passport as well. <laughs> right. Until next we meet in something for the weekend, please do follow the show whatever, podcast app you listen on so you get notifications for when there's random shows like this that pop out beyond the norm also please do become a mailman's member to support the show and also get access to the wonderful world that is match club plus ad free versions of the show and extra shows as well right gents it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from you goodbye goodbye <laughs>